MLM Nation, episode 109. It's the truth. Procrastination is the fear of success. You know, and the, and the fact that people procrastinate because they're afraid of the success that will result if they move ahead now. And, and that's what it's about. It's just showing people the opportunity, asking them where they can see themselves going, where they'd like to be in this business, and then helping them put a, put a plan together to get there. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Calvin Becerra. Calvin, are you ready to make it happen? I'm excited. I'm glad that you got me on this call today. I've been waiting a long time to get on this uh, call with you, so let's fire it up. And I'm fired up because I've been wanting to get you on the show, and we finally are doing this. So, you know, MLM Nation, Calvin Bissell is a super motivational story. He was raised by a single mom and had been working since he was only eight years old. You know, he worked so hard, he paid for his own tuition so he could attend a private all-boys high school and later on became the first one in his family to ever attend and graduate college. After graduation, Calvin got into real estate and did really well until the financial crisis hit in 2008. It was during that tough time that he discovered network marketing. Calvin has over eight years of MLM experience and has earned over $10 million in lifetime commissions, and his team is spread across three different continents. You know, during his entire MLM career, which I find really amazing, is that Calvin has done all this with just one company. Calvin also probably got his biggest cash, biggest sign-up of all. He met his wife, Shannon, in network marketing, and together they have four kids and live out in Corona, California. So, Calvin, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Yeah, well, you know, I've always had a, a strong work ethic. When I talk to people about this business and they tell me about all the success they've had in the past, you know, I always tell them, it doesn't matter the skills or talents you've had or what you've done before. All I want you to bring here is that work ethic because that's all that matters here in this industry is just putting in work and getting results. But, you know, like you said, you know, at an early age, I grew up with my mom in the, in the projects of Northern California. I remember, I don't even remember living in the same house for longer than a year, attending the same school for maybe longer than two years. So I've always known what it's like to move around and change. Um, but, you know, my entire life has been a struggle and not in the fact where, you know, I was discouraged by it. It was just something I got used to. And I just saw, you know, challenges more of opportunities in disguise and at an early age you know when my mom was struggling to to keep two or three jobs to keep food on the table and clothes on on our back you know my my twin brother and i decided to take it upon ourselves and start working at at an early age and we worked we mowed lawns washed cars we did whatever we could in the neighborhood to earn, earn income we'd bring it home to our mom to help her pay the bills like you said we paid our way through a private high school first ones to attend college and, and graduate. But, you know, through that time, we've always had jobs and worked hard. And in high school, we worked three jobs a day. We were janitors. We were shop boys at a gas station. We were a host at an Applebee's restaurant. And it's just been work ethic that's helped me achieve the success I've, I've achieved today. No matter what industry or business um, I, I take part in, I'm always working the hardest, harder than anyone there. I look at the example and then I go work harder. And, uh, after being involved in real estate and really succeeding with that and associating myself with the right people, I was fortunate to be introduced to this industry and I was a, a, a fortunate to be in association with two strong guys that became mentors for me and I followed in their footsteps 
they helped show me the model of this business, the business model of network marketing, and I just became extremely successful about it. And it's been my mission ever since to help as many people as I could uh, attach whatever work ethic they have to this business and become successful as well. You know, my my, my goal is just to help as many people as I can. It just seems to to uh, help my wife and I create success along the way. How were you introduced to network marketing? How did someone, uh, your first sponsor, how did they approach you about it? Yeah, well, a neighbor of mine, Kelly, uh, he had actually, you know, seen the house that I lived in, seen the cars in the driveway, and he just, he just assumed that obviously I had to be successful. I was young. I was 26 years old. I was involved in real estate and mortgage. He had no idea that I was losing my house. I couldn't, I, I was, I was, you know, treading water to make my car payments and credit card payments. I had currently owned eight houses that I was renting out. The renters couldn't pay their their more their rent, so I was short selling those homes. And he just assumed that man, this guy has to be successful at something. And if I could show him this business model, you know, I'm sure he could be successful at that. And it, it was funny because I was praying for something at that time. And the crazy, the funny part is that usually when people praying for for a miracle or praying for something, they usually think they can pick and choose what comes in front of them. And, you know, that was just, uh, you know, God kind of winking at me and just throwing something in front of me that I never expected and just saying, hey, here, try this. And my neighbor just stayed persistent with me for three weeks. I made up every excuse in the book why I wasn't going to go check out the meeting because I thought that wasn't me. And finally, I went. So he'd leave me alone. And I saw an opportunity there that night. I saw the opportunity to get involved in an incredible company with incredible people, with incredible products. But even most of all, more than that, I saw the opportunity to, to be in association with someone who had big as big of goals and dreams as I had, and who was willing to work hard for it and fight, fight for it with his family. And I thought, man, if I can just attach myself to this guy, I'm going to be in a lot better place than I am a year from now than I am right now. And I did, and, and it, it paid off for me. You know, Within my first eight months, I became one of the top guys in the company, and over the next seven years, created a name for myself and built a brand where I'm coaching and mentoring inspiring people, and I'm helping people achieve success. And ML Nation, if you don't know, uh, the two mentors that – Calvin just talked about were Todd Hawtalk and uh, Kelly Banker, and they both have been featured on ML Nation. Uh, Kelly was in episode 31, Todd was in episode 60, 61, and Calvin's direct sponsor that followed him up for three weeks. And by the way, that's a trait of top leaders. They have consistent follow-up. Kelly followed up. So, Calvin, Kelly followed up with you for three weeks. Why do you initially say no, 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 no to him? Because like any normal person, we're always skeptical. I said no because, you know, I didn't have enough information. There's two reasons why people say no. One, they don't have enough information. And two, the timing isn't right. That's, that's the reality of it. And for me, uh, the timing was right, but I didn't have enough information right there. I wanted to know a little bit more rather than just saying, hey, come to a meeting, you know, come check it out. He actually shared product with me actually by the second week. I tried it on my own. He had left me alone for a week, followed up with me, and I felt bad. I was like, I'm, he, he kind of like obligated me into the business because I wanted to reciprocate that nice gesture that he did for me. And so I went to the meeting that night, and I'm, this is probably the best thing I ever did. And the best thing he ever did was stay persistent and follow up with me. That, you know, that's just an amazing story because you are touching you know, literally tens of thousands of lives. And on, only because, Cal, you know, because of uh, Kelly followed up with you for three weeks. And if you those ML Nation, you don't know Kelly's story, go check out his episode because his sponsor was Todd who was also one of your mentors, Calvin, he, Todd was like relentless in the pursuit of Kelly. And so it's really about like, you know, when you try to follow up, you're not like using people, right? Like as long as you really, if you really believe in this business and his products, you have amazing impact. Just imagine if Todd never pursued Kelly like that, if Kelly didn't follow up with Calvin, none of this, what Calvin has today, not just his lifestyle, but the life that he's touched, none of it would be happening today. 
Yeah, and Simon, and it's not just believing in the products or the company so much you follow up with people. It's just believing in people, period. If you believe in somebody that much, you're not going to let them miss this opportunity. If you care about someone that much, you're going to stay persistent because of how much you care for them, and they're going to see it later. And he just, he knew there was something inside of me that could have been successful in this business. He knew that the drive and passion I probably put into something else, I can put into this and have the same results, and it did. And, and, and when I talk about association, I'm very fortunate to be associated with both those men, Kelly Banger and Todd Hartog, because they taught me you know, what it's like to be a, a real man and to be a good husband to my wife and to be a good dad to my kids, just like both of them are good examples. And I, I started this business single 26-year-old guy, right? I uh, had a girlfriend at the time, but wasn't married at all. And now today, here I am, this this dad. I love being a dad. That's my favorite thing in the world. A husband to my beautiful and talented, smart wife, uh, Shannon. But I'm just a good example now in, in the example that they laid for me. So that's even worth more than any amount of money I could have made in this business. It's just with the, the life and family I have today. Now, I know you worked very, very hard. So once you got started, did you have success right away or you had to go through some speed bumps? Oh, man. Uh, well, sometimes when you get involved in a company, you get involved in it when, when it's in momentum and it's like everybody jumps in the wave and they get to ride it in. And that was kind of like what it was for me. You know, I'd experienced a lot of success really quickly, but I'm just telling you, I was only 26 years old, had really no experience in, in the industry. Yeah, everyone's excited. Wow, look at this young kid. He's done it. He's a black diamond in this company. And he's, he's, that's just crazy because people spend 15, 20 years and can't even get that. But the reality was, that I didn't have the leadership to keep up with the volume in my organization. I was still green myself. I still had to develop myself. Now, if I had the skills I have today and the leadership and the mentorship today, back when I was 26, then it would have just kept growing like crazy. But no, I had a setback. And my business literally, you know, just went, dropped more than half. And I remember my upline had left the, the business, you know, because he had seen a big amount of success as well. And he saw other opportunities. And then he, he had come back. But, you know, what happens is when you leverage people too much in your business, if someone leaves, other people follow them because you were leveraging them the whole time. So if they're leaving, then I might follow them as well. But I didn't have the leadership to kind of keep my team intact and keep going. So what happened was I didn't leave. I stayed the course. I met new people in my business that could mentor me. Uh, I went to the look to the people who had been in the industry forever, and they told me, "Hey, just you know, stay the course. It's not always greener on the other side. Focus, rebuild." But they said. But now focus locally and think globally. Build an international business that pays you 24 hours a day. No matter if the economy's down here, it's going to be up in Asia. It's down in Asia, it's up in Europe. And I set a goal from that day on to reachieve my rank, to have an international business. And it took me two years to get back to that rank. But at that point, I had a business in more than 40 countries. And then over the next, you know, over the next four years, I doubled my rank and then tripled my rank in that company, which was incredible. I developed myself and I invested a lot of money in personal development and learning as much as I could from leaders from all companies. Maybe this is related to what you shared, but can you tell us like a major aha moment uh, or kind of like when the light bulb went off? So maybe not the initial success because the company was hot, everyone, but maybe when you were rebuilding again, the thing, maybe it's a leadership, that you, uh, leadership technique or something you learned. That was a kind of a light bulb moment. And after that, the business really, really took off. Um, I think it was, I think the biggest aha moment for me was just creating something that was duplicatable because when I, when I first built my business originally, it was me doing everything. Me, 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 me. And it was like, I had to do all the meetings. I did all the trainings. I did all the webinars. I did all the conference calls. I wasn't really relying on people to become their own leaders and go out and build their business. I became successful because I was everywhere and all of my time was gone. And then I decided to take a step back and start to develop people and let them fly on their own. Because I remember that's what Kelly did with me. 
four weeks into the business, he walked away from doing my meetings, doing my one-on-ones, and he said, you can do it. I was scared as ever, but I went out and did it. And then I was, I was confident enough to do it on my own without him. And I, I, I grew successful. But what I didn't do was mirror what he taught me because I didn't pay attention to that part. And when I took a step back later, I thought, man, I'm going to do what he did with me. I'm going to work with people. I'm going to show them the example for just long enough so they can get it. And then I'm going to let them fly because I'm hurting them by helping them too much. I'm helping them by letting them go. So that's what I did. And I'll show up occasionally and help them when they need me just to show my face and to do a quick training. But in reality, the more people that I can just develop right off the bat and then let them fly, the, the quicker that they, they get the confidence to go out and build. And I've just developed all these leaders around the world. And my aha moment was just sitting back and reflecting on what, happened, what was my experience at the beginning and how did I become so successful where other people couldn't. And it was just that, you know, like I said, my sponsor pushed me out of the nest. So I started to do that to my leaders and I've developed leaders all around the world that don't even need me. We're best friends. We're like family. I treat them well. They treat me the same. But um, they're self-sufficient very quickly once I can just plug them in and then let go. So when you push these leaders out the nest, um, do you still talk to them occasionally? Obviously, yeah, yeah, I, I have those intimate relationships. I make sure that I call them at least a couple times a week. You know, I make sure that you know, uh, at, at, at every major function in whatever country it is that my wife and I are always there. We're always supporting them. I call them and say, Hey, what big event are you doing for your team this year? Name a couple of events you want me at. They're mm-hmm. like, Hey, we're doing one in Paris, but we don't need you there. But in December in Frankfurt, we need you at that one. Oh, you know, we're going to be in Macau, but there's going to be an anniversary, the, the Hong Kong anniversary in, in January. We need you at that one. So I make sure that they know that even though I pushed them out of the nest, I'm still here, but they know that they're the leaders and they're leveraging me to, to, to promote an event, to get tons of people there so they can meet Calvin. So I'm like almost untouchable. So that way they work hard in order to meet me. There's a strategy behind this business, right? There's a method to the madness behind everything. And, and I'm still there. I see them all year long, every year. We all attend events. I go to the ones they really want me at. Um, but I'm not there all the time to where their team only works if I'm there. So I figure that part out. Really good stuff. Now, I know a lot of the listeners, they want to grow global businesses too. So the question is, how do you support the, t- uh, the teams? Do you do webinars? What do you do to help the leaders overseas? Yeah, exactly. Um, so I do webinars during the week. I have a website with, my, uh, with, with a recorded webinar, like the best of the best, my best webinar I've recorded. I always remember that or I get good feedback and people tell me that's the one you need on a website so people can just go to that website, send people there and watch the webinar. Also, uh, we'll do uh, each, each team in each country does webinars during the week and they get me on and I translate. I'll do a short training. Uh, every single time I do a, uh, a business overview or a Hangout or whatever. I always do it on Google Hangout, which records straight to my YouTube channel so people can watch it live. But every single night when I'm doing a, a meetup or, or when I'm doing a training, they're always recorded so my team all around the world can go back and watch it or can actually watch and tune in live and, and plug their team into it. So very plugged in. We use WhatsApp. We use GroupMe. We all have our each individual Facebook team pages and big, huge worldwide team pages. We're always connected all day long. So you see people interacting all day long with Asia and with Europe and the United States. And so there's, there, there's a really good intertwining of, of leaders all throughout the world. We're all one big family. And there are, everyone always feels connected. They never feel disconnected with me at all. Every day I'm talking to my top leaders. Now, you're very successful because you've been through some tough times. So yeah. uh, can you share your worst moment? Maybe it was that time when you lost 50% down, or maybe it was another time. Yeah. But your worst moment in network marketing where you're like, oh, my goodness, did I get involved in the right industry? Yeah. Uh, and then how most people have quit, but you hung in there. And that's yeah. why you are where you are today. What's that worst moment that you ever had? 
The crazy thing is, Simon, like people say, man, you hung in there. But the reality is, is that it's the way that I grew up. You know, I've, I've developed rhino skin. I have thick <laughs> skin because every, every moment of my life has been a challenger. Who's, it's been like surviving, you know, since I've been a kid. But it's not like I, it was, I was discouraged. It was, I thought that's how, that's how life is, you know. So today, like nothing beats me up. Of course, you get discouraged. But it's like, man, you just hang in there and you rebuild. It doesn't matter. You don't walk away. Same thing's going to happen there. But, um, but you know, the, the, probably the most discouraging or challenging uh, time I ever had in my business was when I was brand new in the business. And uh, I was relying, I was pointing too much at people in the upline and just focusing on leveraging them and their story and their success. And that we, the fact we have them and we're going to grow a big business and we're going to attract a lot of people because of him or those guys. And I did that a little too much instead of really uh, you know, leveraging myself and how I'm going to support the team and how we can all be successful here on our own as leaders. And what happened was a member in my upline decided to leave the company and he thought that he would start his own company. And, um, and you know, he wanted, he was going to take my team with him. And I was 26 and I was like, this isn't really going to happen, but it did. And, and even if he didn't take him with him, I leveraged them so much that my team followed him. And that company ended up going bankrupt. Uh, our company didn't really let him leave. And, you know, I thought I would have to join that company as well. And I thought, man, well, if my team leaves, I have to follow them. I got to go with them. And I remember going to that company and interviewing with them, thinking because I had to leave and meeting with the management team and the people putting this company together. And a lot of them had no idea what they were doing. It was the fact that it was new. People were jumping, thinking we're going to be first and just having that mentality. And I remember thinking the culture isn't what I want. People were fighting over positioning. And uh, I thought, man, I'm not going to go here. And I remember going back home, talking to my, my would-be wife, Shannon. You know, I don't know what to do. And she said, you know, you need to talk to the guys who've experienced this before because if they've experienced it, they can tell you the outcome and what's the best possible thing you could do. And I remember talking to some of the, the legends of our industry in my company, and they told me, I've experienced the same thing. Do not leave. I promise you, you that company's name will not even be known a year from now. There are a dime a dozen. It happens all the time. Stay here. If you did it once, you could do it again. And as a matter of fact, if you're one of those people who stays after your business falls apart and you rebuild it again, that's when you build your name in this industry. That's what people remember and they'll never forget it and you'll be a legend. And I remember doing that and two years later, I rebuilt my business and then I had an international business and then over the next four years, just killed it in this, in this industry, built a name to where people find me now and they want to join with me and work with me. And, and pe- all the leaders around the world are always talking about me because of the way that I support them and help them. And, and it's just, it's an, it's an incredible thing. But through that adversity, uh, I had really found myself. I had found other people that could speak into my life and give me good advice. And I just took it. I was a student. I was never the one with the big ego to say, I'm going to figure it out. I, I listened to the people who've been there before me and uh, rebuilt my business. But that was a tough time in my life where I was trying to question if I should even stay in the industry or if I should leave and jump ship too. And I stayed and it's paid off for me. I really respect about you when I found out that you, know, you did it with only one company. And, you know, and like you said, you're definitely a legend because there's a lot of people, uh, leaders and also fans of ML Nation that told me, hey, Simon, you got to get this guy Calvin Becerra on the show. you got to get Calvin Becerra. So you're definitely, congratulations for rebuilding and sticking with the same company. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what is your, what was, maybe this is it, what would you consider your proudest moment in network marketing? Um, <clears throat> my proudest moment in network marketing uh, has, has probably been just to see myself duplicated 
in all these other countries. You know, at first it was tough. I was building an international business and I was working with a lot of younger people and also people who had been veterans in the industry that had these big goals and stories but never really delivered. And then I had these people with really no experience or no no real life experience. They were younger people who just had big dreams and goals. And I remember just working so hard with them, wondering when it was going to pay off. And I remember the day I hit pay dirt when, you know, diamonds were popping in, in Europe and all throughout the European Union and then in Hong Kong and throughout China and and, and, and Taiwan and, and then here in the United States. And I thought, man, now it's finally happening. I think that was the proudest moment for me when me and my wife were able to sit back and say, you know we're here we finally made it these people are now they they have what they've wanted they have what they dream about now they can go out and leverage their own name to build a big business without us and then that was it it's just working as hard as you can hustling your face off until that day you hit pay dirt and you could sit back and just smile with a big grin on your face and say and be happy for those people because now they've built their own name in the industry they don't just have to leverage ours You've been in the profession for quite some time now. What's the one thing that excites you most about network marketing? Uh, just you know, being able to, to create your own time freedom to where you can build a family and, and, do, and spend as much time with them as you want. I mean, the, the best thing that I can always hope for people is to, to be in the same situation as me, uh, married to the woman of their dreams or married to the man of their dreams, their Prince Charming. Right. And then also to have the family you've always wanted, but have the time to spend with them. The, I mean, like I said, worth more than worth more than any dollar that any company can pay me, regardless of what rank or title is, uh, is the time that I receive every week because of my efforts. The time that my wife has to wake up in the morning, uh, prepare the kids lunch, take them to school. The time I have to pick them up from school and take them to dance practice or football practice or baseball practice or soccer practice. The fact that I my little girl Tegan is five years old and I get to be her soccer coach and I see how her face lights up because I'm actually in the in the trenches with her while she's playing and her coach and she's hugging on me and telling all the little, little girls about this is my daddy. It's like it's crazy because I look around and I don't really see any other dads there. It's the moms there waiting for the daughters for practice to end. And the craziest thing, Simon, and this is just a little story and I hope the, the listeners will, will enjoy this, is that when my daughter started soccer – uh, and I wrote a letter to the league asking if I could be the coach of her team. And I remember writing the letter saying, telling everything good about me. You know, I've, I've, I've grown up playing sports my entire life. I promise that, you know, I've mentored so many people. I'd love to mentor these kids and just inspire these little kids. My work ethic is crazy. Um, I'll always be there for them. I'll be supportive of these kids. Um, you know, I'm good with people. And I remember just saying that, you know, if you give me this opportunity to be to be my daughter's soccer coach and to coach this team, you'll never regret it and I'll make you proud. And I remember the response I got from him. And he said, man, that was a long-winded letter. You didn't even have to do that. To tell you the truth, you know, there aren't any other fathers who've even asked to be the coaches because they're probably working. And, and that was when I realized that, man, that's the power of this industry. You know, I've been so used to this life where I have all the time to do what I want now because of what this business has done for me over the last eight years that I forget what real life is. And real life is people that are working so hard to trade their, their hours for dollars and they have no time to spend with their family to do the things they really want. It's an awesome story. Thank you for sharing about my, about the soccer coach. Yeah, because like, um, there aren't many dads out there. It's, I mean, yeah, they're mostly moms. You know, even when I was taking my kids to baby gym, they, you know, they're all women there. There's not many guys exactly. out there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so do you see people more open to network marketing now than when you first started? I do, and I, I think it's because it's just so prevalent now. You know, people are used to buying products online. People are used to referring products. I mean, it's like all about all has to do with technology now to where it's not like it's it's not a you know an alien type business where people 
don't understand how it would work. You know, I think that a lot of people are wanting to supplement their income. A lot of people are wanting to start traveling or to start to have time with their families. And, and the tradition, the old traditional way is kind of getting old because so many new people are setting the example that, hey, you can be an entrepreneur. You can be your own business owner. And when you show them the industry here to where you can be an entrepreneur and be able to anybody, you can be able to offer anybody the opportunity to start a business for little to nothing and be able to have that time freedom and not the overhead like the other traditional friends you have who own businesses. It, it's amazing. And it's just like being able to tell your story to share with somebody your mission, what drives you and what motivates you, and then being able to tell them the way you've discovered to be able to do what motivates you through this powerful industry of network marketing, direct sales, home-based business, and then to actually tell them what it is that you found, which is your company's name, that's where you insert the name, and the products and how people absolutely love them, that they're going to get attracted to what it is you have, right? It's not so much telling people what you do, but telling them, telling them why you do it and what you found, and it's it's just it's cool. People are people are looking for something right now, and they're not looking for another job. Cool. Now, as we go towards the end of the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And the first one is, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? What most people do is they procrastinate, right? People procrastinate in the business, and they're always you know putting their dreams on hold. They're always telling people what they what they want to accomplish, what they want to do, and it's just being able to tell them that you know procrastination is the fear of success. Right? People procrastinate because they're afraid of success. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like a lot of people don't know what will come with success. You know, like when, when they see how successful we are and we're up on stage speaking in front of fifteen thousand people, or we're leading a home opportunity meeting, or we're leading a conference call, or we're inspiring and motivating people or coaching them, most people think that, man, do I have to do that? And I swear it, it's like the fear of success phenomenon, if you ever heard of that before, is that people do get scared, uh, you know, people do get scared of actually succeeding. They have a fear of success. And most people think it's the opposite. People have a fear of failure. Some people actually have a fear of success, and that's the crazy thing. And and one of the one of the the simplest lessons I learned in this business was, you know, when when I met my wife in this business, and I was a, a black diamond in my company, and uh, you know she had hit one of the very beginning levels of when you start hitting six figures in the company. And I remember that I thought that I would you know inspire her and motivate her by saying, "Hey, I'm going to help you get to the level I'm at." And I remember the look on her face and what she had told me. And she said, you know what? I'm, I'm, I was a single mom when I started this business. I have two little, two little kids that I just wanted to be at home with every single night. That was my goal. And I've achieved that goal. You know, her goal wasn't to become this millionaire and to make all this money and to, you know, to, to be able to buy the watch and the car and the house. Her goal was just to achieve enough success to where she was comfortable and she could do what she wanted, which was have the time with, with her kids. And um, I think what most people do is they scare people in this business by telling them about everything that, that can happen to their life if they take advantage now, how successful they could be. You could be like him or her and have that house and that car. In reality, um, you're going to scare a lot of people away. You know, People want to know how to make an extra $500 a month. People want to know how to make their mortgage payment, their car payment. People want to know how to retire their husband from work or retire their wife from work. They don't want to know how to become the next millionaire that hits the jackpot because most people don't believe that. They can only see as far as they can. They can only see as far as they can. They've gone before, and if you can just show them how to double their income at work, that's enough for them. That's like hitting a lot of them. So that so when you ask for the quote, you know which co- which quote you know helps me most in my business or inspired me the most. It's just that it's the truth. Procrastination is the fear of success, you know, and the and the fact that people procrastinate because they're afraid of the success that will result if they move ahead now, and and that's what it's about. It's just showing people the opportunity. Asking them where they can see themselves going, where they'd like to be in this business, and then helping them put a, put a plan together to get there. 
What's one habit, aside from hard work, okay, aside from hard work, what's one habit that's helped you become successful? Consistency. That's it. Consistency. You know, consistency is, is really the, is, is what it's about, you know? The, the people who are inconsistent crush momentum, and I hate momentum crushers. So my thing is that it's just consistency. I, I, I always want to be the example for my organization. If I'm telling people to sponsor people, I'm sponsoring people. If I'm telling people to get to the event, I'm the biggest promoter at that event. If I'm telling people to, sh- to share the opportunity through uh, home business reviews or online, I'm doing it. I'm setting the pace, and I'm always consistent. I'm not consistent 12 weeks out of the year or 30 weeks out of the year. I'm consistent 52 weeks of the year, right? People will follow someone who is consistent, and that's the truth best piece of advice you ever received the best piece of advice i've ever received is you know from from actually a big leader in the business his name is brighart he uh i remember one day he, he was talking to me after a, a convention you know and i was i was talking about you know just my activities all the daily disciplines you know that i w- was used to every single day and actually the same thing was as told to me by randy schrader who's another mentor of mine and they had said hey when you get home at night before you rest your head in the pillow, you know, look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, you know, after everything you've done today, would you sponsor yourself? Right? And it doesn't matter what, what you've done for the business. It's how you treated your wife, how you treated your kids, how you treated your friends, the way you spoke to people on the phone today. Would you sponsor someone like you? you know, if, and if the answer is yes, then you had a good day. And so every single day, I, I try to make sure to do as many things as I can, right? Not so much doing so many business activities to where it's, it's not duplicatable, but it's like, you know, just, just making sure to correct myself when I've made mistakes, making sure to treat my wife well, my kids the best that I can, um, be a good friend to the friends even that aren't in my business, but also to have done those daily activities that are going to be income generating for me uh, in my business. And like at the end of the day, when I'm able to go review that in my head, look at myself in the mirror and say, man, I'd sponsor you in a minute. Then that's how I know I've done something right. And I think that's the best advice because I'm always, it's like always checking yourself. And that's a big thing for me. We're prospecting to it. So say someone's interested in the business. Do you give them a sample? Do you use a company magazine, a newsletter? Do you send them a link to the, do you think the the video on your website or webinar? I I love letting the tools talk, man. I'll either send them to my 30 minute recorded webinar that I just go to a simple website. They go check out the webinar uh, or I'll let the tools do the talking. You know, the company that I'm involved in right now has some incredible tools, incredible videos. I mean, I've never seen videos like this with any company, you know, even my last company. And um, obviously my new company was bought out by my new company bought out my last company, so I still feel like I'm in the same company. But um, the videos, the technology they have right now, the fact that you can just let a tool do the talking, let a quick 15-minute video explain how the business works, what it's about, how to make money is incredible. You know, and from there, they're already up to speed now to where when I call them and follow up and say, what do you like best about what you saw or what questions you have for me, they're already ready with the questions. Like, I love letting the tools do the talking. I don't think that I think uh, network marketing and direct sales is in a place where you don't have to just meet people at Starbucks and give the whole hour presentation flip chart one-on-one. It's like if you can find a good tool that you can send to somebody because people want to watch the videos now. Everything's online. They want to watch something online real quick. They don't want to get in the car and drive two hours in traffic to go see the opportunity. Show them something online to catch their attention and then if they really want to, they'll get in traffic and go meet those people so they can ask those questions or they'll jump on a FaceTime or a Skype. But um, I like the tools. I love using videos. I love using a quick webinar that I've done that I could throw on a website and people can use that. And then they, what they do is the way they're introduced to the business is the way they think they're going to have to do the business. So if they can get in with a quick 30-minute webinar and they can think to themselves, wow, if I did this business, I'd love to share this same webinar with my friends. I could build a, a business as well. 
then that that's more exciting than just meeting them one on one, going through a flip chart, spending an hour with them like I've done before, and then thinking, wow, I need Calvin every time I do this because this is not duplicatable. So, videos cool. and links. Cool. Do you have a, like an online resource, like an Evernote, a Dropbox, or maybe a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend? Um, man, I love, I love using GroupMe. You know, because I love using GroupMe because what it does is it it uh, it, it motivates people to ask questions. So GroupMe is just a, a, a texting platform that you can get on any smartphone. And what you do is you get a team name and you add as many people from your team onto the GroupMe who want to be on the GroupMe. It's a group texting platform. But what it does is it allows people to, to interact with, with your teammates to interact with each other all day. So you can step back and watch them all work together. They're asking questions on there. They're giving advice. They're celebrating their wins. It's motivating these people for me without me doing it. They're all excited. They're showing before and after pictures. They're talking about product stories and testimonies. They're promoting the next event for me. It's like it's crazy, and they're all fired up when they're enrolling people, which motivates the people who are doing nothing. Uh, you know, I'm just telling you, group having a communication tool, a texting platform, even like WeChat, but you're creating groups of people um, is exciting because all day long you're seeing your team interact, and you can throw quick messages to everybody at once. Um, that's incredible. And then also when you're doing your three-way. When you're doing your three-way calls with people because you have your friends who've showed people the 15-minute video or whatever it is tool that you're using and they want to leverage the upline or the expert to get, get on, on the phone and answer. I love using Uvu or Skype uh, because it's a, the quickest way to talk to people you know, all around the globe and you can do that, which, which, is, which is an incredible thing. So those are some, some, some apps I love. And then our company has our own app, which is cool, which obviously I'm not going to share because we don't know what companies are listening right now or what distributors, but when, when your company you know, has a, has a great app that you can use to send the videos or to send texting campaigns and they can request free samples on there. That's, that makes everything even better too. So we have that. And it's just, if, if your company isn't in tune with technology, if you're a top leader, I'd advise you to go talk to the people in marketing or something and say, Hey, we need an app that can, we can share videos and texting with people. We can make our own uh, video campaigns or text campaigns, the prospects to where they can just open it up, watch the video, you know, when they've watched it, how much of it they watched and they can ask for, you know, they can ask for someone to call them back or even request a free sample of your product right there. So it's just, so that stuff is powerful. All the technology stuff. What's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? GoPro. Come on. That's the Bible of the business for me. I mean, you know, some people love promoting GoPro events. Some people don't because they think it's just a place for people to recruit. But in reality, it isn't. It isn't. If you're a good leader and you're consistent and people are following you, they're not going to go anywhere. Take care of your people and you'll never be worried about them being recruited away from you. So GoPro is incredible and it's a non-recruiting environment. Eric Worre makes it very plain and clear that it's about GoPro, but it's the Bible of the business. I want you to read it, not because, you know, I want the people that are listening to read it, not because they need to go share that information with their people, but they can use it as a reference to when they're, when they're, when their people are having problems and they're saying, Hey, you know what? I've invited people to the meetings and I don't know, you know, I, I don't know why they're not signing up. And then you could say, Hey, it sounds like you need to work on your follow-up. Go to step whatever in GoPro. Hey, you know, I have people who are interested in the business. What do I do? Uh, it sounds like you need to show the plan. Go to this step in GoPro and read it. You're just promoting the steps and you're showing them where to get the information so they can know themselves and they can apply it to their business. You know, there's the saying, right? Uh, uh, feed, a man a, uh, feed a man a fish or show a man uh, how to fish and feed him for a lifetime. Give a man a fish, feed him for a day. It's like you never want to give them the information you want to show them how to get the information, where to get the information, and that's going to help them even more. And they're going to duplicate that, you know, down the line. GoPro, it's 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 the 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 it's like I said, 
It's the ultimate blueprint for the business, and it's so simple. Any of us could have written that book. You could have written it. I could have written it, but somebody took the time to do it, and now it's done all the work for us. ML Nation, I know you love audio, so if you haven't read it, you can get an amazing free audiobook at mlmnationbook.com. That is mlmnationbook.com. So, Calvin, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? Yep. Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important. And that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the training that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad with my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the training, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven code market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. This free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So you can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills to help me build a million dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know your wife, Shannon. You didn't know any of your friends. You didn't know your uplines. It's kind of you were an alien. You went from another planet. You landed on a different planet, but they spoke English. But you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom and leadership. So what would be the first thing you do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? 
I would just get myself involved in wherever there are people. I'm just telling you right now. I don't care whether you, you would start attending a new church and you get started in a small group. Uh, you go to a local networking, like BNI or Latip. Um, you go to a local networking group. You go to the Rotary Club. I'm going to go meet people, right? Uh, you're gonna, you volunteer your time coaching a, a kid's baseball team or a kid's soccer team or whatever you need to do. Volunteer because you're going to meet parents and you're going you're gonna to meet other people. It's just I would just make sure to put myself in places where there are people, uh, that, that's what I would do. I, I'm going to go rebuild my contact list. I'm going to go rebuild my network of people. That's what I would do. I wouldn't just sit on home online on Facebook throwing videos on expecting that people are just going to want to join my business all of a sudden because that's very rare. And usually when that happens, there people are already leaders already. So people are looking for you anyways. But I'm just telling you, if you're somebody who really did come from Mars and you're here and some of you might feel like that because you might not have a group of friends around you, then take my advice. Get yourself involved in the community somehow. Become a volunteer. Go to church. Meet new friends. Get involved in small groups. Get involved in a, If you have a job right now, great. Or, or you're a business owner, but still you're, you're kind of antisocial or an introvert. Then take what you do for your career. Go join a local networking group in the mornings at BNI or Latip and be that, be the, be the, the professional in your industry for that organization and people are looking to give you referrals all day for whatever you do but you're making new friends and eventually you're going to bring up what you do on the side and they might be looking for something or their wife might be looking for something or their husband might be interested in what you have it's just simple just be around people get involved awesome as we wrap up calvin do you have any last words of advice and then what's the best ways our listeners can connect and contact you well i um I think the best advice that I can give people is just, uh, you know, to, to stay, stay consistent, like I said. Um, you know, never let negativity creep in. You know, if your team is, is you're going to find a lot of days where there's negativity and people are having hard times and they're struggling, always find a way to reverse it. Always find a way to be in solution mode. Always find a way to, let, to, to do damage control and let your team know, don't worry, we're going to figure this out. And like negativity, I always just try to get that out, out of my life, out of conversation. You know, be, be a magnet for people. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's the best advice that I can really, really give to people and, um, just be a positive person, be a light for people. And then, um, how people can connect with me. I mean, I'm on Facebook. I think I have four or five profiles on there. Um, but, um, if you, if you try to connect with me on Facebook and it says I have too many friends, don't worry, send me a message directly on my Facebook and say, Hey, I heard you on Simon Chan's MLM nation. Uh, you know, it was a great talk. Can you, can you accept me as a friend? I'll accept you on there. Um, also you can go to my website calvinbecerra.com c-a-l-v-i-n b-e-c-e-r-r-a dot com also I'm on Periscope follow at Calvin Becerra Instagram Calvin Becerra you can find me on there I'm always trying to give good information not talking uh, specifically about my company but I'm helping network marketers around the world doing Periscopes trainings I'm doing my coaching stuff on there Facebook I'm just inspiring and motivating and you can you can download my ebook actually on my website and uh, it just talks about my experience in the industry and how to really create a successful business and uh, Simon, I, I appreciate you uh, for getting me on this call today. Thank you for being persistent with me. And uh, it was one of the best things I ever did. And I, I, thanks for, for the interview. Thanks for the questions that you asked me. I hope this can inspire and motivate other people. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you'll be hanging out with Calvin Becerra. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.net and type in Calvin, that's C-A-L-V-I-N, at the search bar. And the show notes and all the great stuff that Calvin talked about, the links, his contact info, will be right there. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Calvin, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thanks so much, Calvin. God bless you.
Thank you. ML Nation, you just heard from what I consider a legend, Calvin Becerra. He's really new in the business, but just the fact is so motivating that, you know, it's about leadership and rebuilding. You know, the grass is always greener. I love leaders who stay with one company. I guess that's my, you know, I have a bias against, but just love Calvin. The energy, you know, I've heard about Calvin for a long time. People are recommending him. I've been working to get him for the longest time. And really, it's about follow-up. You know, follow-up, follow-up, just like with your prospects. And I think the amazing story how his upline, uh, Kelly, followed up with him for three weeks. And Kelly's upline followed up with him for many, many, many times until Kelly's like, oh, just this, she just went to the meeting. Again, go check out that episode, Kelly Bangard, episode 31, where... He just showed up so the guy could leave him alone, but he, and then he ends up joining. And then, so this is really about a legacy. You know, you start from Todd Hartog in episode 61 to Kelly Banger and now to Calvin Becerra, creating legacy, creating generations, and helping tens of thousands of people along the way. You know, one thing to, uh, that really stands out is not just the hard work, but the energy that Calvin had, right? Super energy, focus, and these are successful people. You know, I talked about my sponsoring workshop, the three type of prospects, the S, O, and W. S are people are more successful. O are people are your peers, are your close friends, family, and often are the hardest people. And then the W's, the people who are worse than you, people may be working at these uh, who look up to you. And the key to success is you want people who are smarter, work hard, influence. These are all S types. Successful people like Calvin and you need to learn how to approach them. So, um, By the way, so if you want to learn how to approach them, go to my sponsoring workshop. Go to sponsoringworkshop.com. It's a free two-hour webinar. I'll give you the scripts for that. But Calvin, you know, think about this. Calvin, Kelly, Todd, all that line, all successful types. Calvin was another entrepreneur. Todd was another entrepreneur. And they all got into network marketing basically because of the 2008 financial crisis, which tells you one thing, that never blame the economy. You know what? Some people think, oh, the economy's bad. It's harder to sponsor. The economy created a huge new generation of leaders in network marketing because these are all successful people. People were smart. They were successful and looking for opportunity, work hard, and they would never consider network marketing. But because of the bad economy, they go out there, and that's why I, you know, there's a saying: when the economy's bad, it's great for network marketing because people start looking for alternatives. So never complain about economy's bad; it's too expensive. People can't buy a product because you're just whining. There's tons of opportunities out there. So really good stuff that uh, that. Calvin shared, and I can go on and on, and uh, it's just push out, you know, another thing is push your lead. If you're a leader and you have downlines, and I made this mistake before, push your leaders out of the nest and move on. You got to keep sponsoring. This business is not sponsoring one or two people work for them for life. It is helping, talking to them, but let them go. Empower them. Let them do their own meetings, and you have to go on and sponsor new people, bring in the next person. So make sure you do that. Anyway, awesome show from Calvin. Thank you. His energy was great. Um, go to mlmation.net. And look for Calvin, C-A-L-V-I-N. Definitely connect with him on social media. He's a great presence. He has a good Instagram. He's got a good uh, Facebook. And so definitely check him out. And if you like the show, please leave a review on iTunes or on Stitcher if you're on Android. And share it. Go to Facebook, tag it, share with your friends. That's the best compliment you can give me. And also by spreading the wealth here. For any other notes from Calvin, um, you know, just showing up, you know, and the consistency, right? It's the consistency and always being focused and really working on yourself. You know, um, it's about leadership and people ultimately buy you. He shared a story where his upline left and his downlines left with him because they weren't buying him. That's why you have to work on your leadership and grow yourself every single day. 
every single day and listen to ML Nation's part of it. So whatever aha moments you got from this with growing yourself, make sure you take action. Don't just listen to this and say, oh, great episode. Move on to the next. Write one or two things down. Think how you can take action on the great nuggets of wisdom that Calvin just shared. So make sure you thank him. And I also, I want to thank you for listening to ML Nation, for being a follow ML Nation. Thank you, everything. And uh, remember, we're in an awesome profession. We're in the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.